or in our restaurant, McAllister's Deli. Order ahead, we'll take care of the rest. Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. And hello, welcome in. It's a Thursday edition of the Hoosier Report. We are so glad to have you with us. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I am in studio today, and that's something for the last year or so that I have not been much for this show, and I'll tell you why that is in just a moment. It's a special day for me, at least, and I think a lot of people here around the station, but We'll chat about that in just a moment. Let's get through some of the opening stuff, most importantly, and remind you that the show lineup is a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Lots coming up here on the show today. Segment one, we're going to reminisce a little bit about the Big X Studios here in Indiana, in Jeffersonville, uh, that are closing. This station is moving to Louisville. Uh, Big story there, big operation behind the scenes, but this Southern Indiana signal uh, remains and hopefully will remain for years to come. But the station itself, this building, will go away very soon as far as it being the home of the Big X. So I want to pay a little bit of homage to that. Boy, a lot of memories in this building over the years. And we'll talk about some of that with Justin Kalen, the producer of this show here in just a moment. Later in the first segment, IU Media Day was yesterday. So we get all this good content. All these interesting things to think about, talk about, breakdown that were said yesterday by Coach Woodson, even by some of the assistant coaches. Got to hear from a lot of the players as well. I haven't even been able to get through everything last night, all the audio and stories that are out there from yesterday. But there's some interesting stuff to talk about, and it's the day for me, as I've said, that reminds me the season is almost here. We've almost made it from last early April when college basketball came to a close I know there's lots of recruiting, there's lots of AAU stuff, there's lots of NBA, TBT, plenty of basketball locally and globally, really, that we talk about here on this show. But nothing is better than the winter months and March Madness with college basketball and the Hoosiers and high school basketball here in Clark and Floyd Counties. And yesterday was a reminder that we're not there yet. But we're close. It's going to be here before you know it. We're going to be back in that routine of high school games and college games and basketball galore. That is so fun to think about. It's, for me, the most fun time to do this show as well because, really, there's no prep. You watch the games. You talk about what you see. um, There's more interaction from listeners on the text line. It's just a good time. So we're almost there. And yesterday, to me, marks 
basically the start of the season. So we'll talk about some of those headlines here in this first segment. Later today, Alex Bozich inside the hall. He's with me on Thursdays as we talk the latest with IU basketball. Perfect to have Alex on coming out of the media day yesterday. Alex was there in Bloomington, so we'll catch up with him on that. And then Steve Kerberg, Coach Kerberg, later in the show today talking high school basketball and getting ready for the upcoming season with all the coaching changes and uh, key players. And one thing we're going to talk about today is Jeffersonville at Coach Wilkerson's club. I've had Coach Wilkerson on with us some in the offseason, so we know he is excited about the Red Devils for this season. But Trey Singleton, uh, who's going to be a junior, Big Trey as I call him, he grows I think every time I see him, uh, he's been getting a lot of Division One attention, even more than he was over the summer. He's had some visits recently that we'll talk about, and he's got some scholarship offers rolling in, and so the future is bright for him. The question with Trey is no longer if he's going to play Division I basketball or not. It's how high up the Division I scale is he going to play. Would Indiana or other bigger in-state schools ever get interested, or is he going to be a mid-major level player? Mid-major it seems for now, but does he have the intangibles to take that next step and get some more attention, maybe from Big Ten Conference schools? We'll talk with Coach Kerberger about that and more coming up a little bit later today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. How about Honey Baked Ham today for a delicious lunch? They've got great sandwiches, salads, and soups that are made fresh daily, and they will surely satisfy any craving you may have. You may even find yourself uh, with something to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages Give Honey Baked Ham in New Albany a try. I think you'll be glad that you did. The Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. You can send a question, a comment. You can sound off IU football, basketball, local sports, whatever it may be, 502-414-1450. It's the Thornton's text line. And how about Thornton's for a uh, keep your day going in the right direction? Let me get that right here. Right now, Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come by today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and send us a text on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Before we get to IU Media Day stuff, let me bring in producer, producer Justin Kalen. And Justin, you've been around this radio station now and a whole bunch of different roles for a while. And I I predate you by a number of years. Oh, but yeah. you're you're a veteran around here in your own regard. So, you know, normally we connect over the great technologies of computers and phones, and I'm able to do the show remotely from from work, basically. But you reminded me earlier in the week that these legendary studios here, the Big X, Magnolia Avenue, Jeffersonville, Indiana, are coming. Its days are numbered. It's coming to a close. This studio will move to Louisville. It'll still be 1450 AM, still be 96.1 FM, but where the shows originate from, where all the equipment is at, the producers are at, that will change very soon. So I know it really doesn't matter to listeners. I do think we've got some loyal people that locally that listen to our show and appreciate the heritage of the Big X over the years, the Charlie Jenkins, uh, the Gil Doherty's, the Ted Throckmorton's, the so many people that came long before me and us that have made this place when it comes to local sports what it is. But, you know, I was thinking driving in today, this studio has housed some unbelievable figures when it comes to sports broadcasting 
locally. And just some of the folks that I named. And at one time, I know it's hard to believe for you and I, we come in this building and sit across the room from each other, look at each other through a piece of a piece of glass. But dirty glass, it, for sure, because Trevor <laughs> Kelsey's here. But uh, at one time, this place was bustling. There were advertise, uh, advertising salespeople throughout the building. There was a, a you know a, a front office staff. There was a receptionist, and so you know as we've come in here over the years, radio has changed. I think we still have a big place in the market here for sure with all the great things we do locally. But this building has sure changed, and this station has sure changed. And so the listener probably doesn't care, but what a special place it's been to come. It's in the middle of nowhere. You would never think at the back dead end of Magnolia Avenue that there'd be a radio station or a building that has withstood this crazy industry for so many years. You would never think that there would have been a building back here that would have housed so many great figures in our local sports and and really media world. But this is a special place, and it's dated, it's old, it's time for a change. Better days are ahead for the Big X, but it's kind of sad to leave this place, man. Yeah, it really is. And and when you walked in today, that was my first question to you. Did you come to say goodbye? And and it wasn't until that moment that I really started reminiscing on all the things I've experienced here. Like you mentioned, I've only been here, I think I'm going on year seven, seven now, maybe. You've been here a little bit longer than that. So yeah, I really hadn't sat down and thought about like all the good things and good times I've had in here, the people I've got to talk to, the guests I've got to call on the phone. I mean, you name it. There's just so many good times about this place. But you're right. It, it has changed over the years. I can't imagine it being back in the day when there were salespeople and all that running around. But that's how it's kind of going to be at the new place. There's a receptionist at the at the new studio. So and four studios across from me. Like, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a pretty sweet setup. Yeah. So I'm excited to get into a more quote unquote radio station setting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple memories before and I know people probably say, Matt, just get to the IU Media Day stuff. <laughs> That's what we want to hear. But I'm sorry when you do this show as long as I've done it, when this station as a kid is what I listened to, it's yeah. what meant so much. It it just it's different. But a couple things I thought about today coming in here. Number one, this is where I found out about COVID and that COVID was going to be like for real. I can remember being here, getting ready for my show when all the tournaments started to get canceled, the conference tournaments. Oh, and I can man. remember Dugan Ryan busting through this door here and us just kind of looking at each other <laughs> like, you know, what what exactly is going on and how <laughs> severe is this going to get? And what's going to happen to this radio station with no sports? And I think later in that same time frame or same day, maybe it was during my show or after the show, I got a text from Steve Kerber, who ironically is going to join us later today on the show, that the regional was canceled, at least his was. And then it was a chain reaction that different regionals were postponed, canceled. Eventually the IHSA, I think that day later on, made an announcement that the state tournament was going to come to an end that year. But that's one memory, especially that day. Uh, it was a Friday uh, heading into the weekend. NCAA tournament or conference tournaments, excuse me, had just really gotten underway at, uh, the day or two before that. But I remember talking with Dugan and maybe even Trevor. I can't remember. For some reason, he may have been coming in early, which is a shocker. Yeah, right. I know. I know but <laughs> – what is going on? You know, I mean, it was just, it was that COVID moment for me where sports and work and radio and COVID and the president and all these things going on, it hit me that things are going to change. They're changing now. Yeah. 
and things are going to change a lot. Well, and they did. We aired like news news yes. talk right oh i can remember <laughs> setting up you know for press conferences with the kentucky governor the indiana <laughs> governor and and crazy stuff but that's one memory i have the other memory that i have is all of the shows we've done not not just the hoosier report that's 11 a.m to 12 p.m during the day but all of the shows here that we've done special shows and I think about Archie Miller getting hired, Archie Miller getting fired. Let me go back. Tom Crean being fired. Mike Woodson being fired. We have done some crazy. Romeo. Don't forget about Romeo. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. We've done some crazy coverage on this station when it comes to hiring and firing coaches that has been really neat and interactive with the listeners. And it's a lot of fun. You hate to see anybody get fired, I guess, but sometimes it's been necessary. Uh, but we, we, I think, have covered it to the gill. The other thing, you've already stole my thunder, Sorry. Romeo Langford. Lee Kelly and I on that commitment day, I think I'm telling you right, we came on with the Hoosier report early, like I want to say 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. that day because we had Mr. Tim Langford on, his father. We had Jim Shannon on from the high school. We had some other people involved, uh, a media person from each school he was deciding from to kind of put their final spin on it. Then at noon, I believe, we transitioned down to New Albany High School on the catwalk, and we did live coverage there, which eventually was not only going out over our airwaves, but also over ESPN Louisville, so 93.9, 680 AM as well. Good friendship with him over the years when it comes to local sports and coverage. Uh, So we did the live show there. Then when we got done, after his decision and commitment – uh, we packed up, I think we sent it to a replay or sent it to something back at the studio, and we went up to Hoopsters and Jeff and did a like a fan reaction show. And we had some technical problems, I remember that night, but I think we were on the air nine or ten hours that day with Romeo Phew. Langford coverage. And it was the stream would go offline. I mean, it was unbelievable how popular it was. So that's another memory. One other thing I've got to mention the Saturday morning coaches shows that may have been before your time, Mm -hmm. but we started off with one 30 minute show. And I think in the height of it, we had like two two and a half hours of coaches shows that we would do at the crack of dawn on Saturday mornings. So that was something that was interesting. We would roll through new Albany, Jeff Floyd, central Providence. All of them would be in the studio. They would bring players. It was a fun time to do that kind of stuff because high school basketball in that period was so fun. The other thing I have to mention is Douglas Scott Wolverton. Mm-hmm. How many hours that I've sat in this studio with him in your seat and that legendary voice and that specific, unique look that he had. And as he produced and did all the crazy things we want to do, the call-in shows, the coaches shows, the preview shows, uh, just unbelievable the hours that we logged together. The Friday night football coverage around the area, which is maybe where we first started working together a little bit. I was anchoring. You were doing some Mm play-by-play. Doug and I would whip around the area and do crazy stuff. But uh, a lot of things have happened here. And we, I think, I hope that we've made a lot of people happy, and I hope that we've provided good coverage. But what a place this has been. And I just needed to say that, I guess, Justin. Yeah. I just needed to reminisce for a minute. Yeah, no, and that's perfectly acceptable with as long as you've been here. But I, I am excited to turn a new page, get to a new – Get to a new studio. As you mentioned, it's still going to be the same airways. Nothing's going to change from a listener perspective. But for us in studio, it'll be a lot different. And it is nice to sit back and think about the memories you have in this place. So I'm I'm going to be doing that tonight before I come in tomorrow. That's a 
a good idea. Yep, yep. Well, thanks for helping me with that. Absolutely. A lot, a lot of fun to be here. and You've been great, too, since uh, you know, we lost Doug unexpectedly. Appreciate all that you've done, too. Stay with me for a few more minutes, Justin, as we wrap up this first segment. We've got Alex Bozich coming up next. I know everybody wants to talk IU Media Day, and I do as well, but I think the biggest thing I found out yesterday is that Xavier Johnson, when he first went down last season with an injury, his initial reaction to Coach Woodson, I guess on the bus that night after the game, was that, you know, and, and for some time after that, was that he didn't want to play a six year of college basketball. He thought he was done with it. He thought he was ready to recuperate, get healthy, and figure out whatever was next for him. That's one of the things he said yesterday. So he's come a long way, I think, as a player and more so maybe even as a person. I know we get to evaluate him from afar, but he had some issues a few seasons ago. I think we all remember that. He got through those issues in many ways, was very fortunate. And last year, the year he had, the injury, deciding to return, becoming a co-captain and an absolute must-be leader on this team, he referenced some great NIL money that he's making right now, which was probably a big deciding factor in his decision to come back. But Things just seem right for him, and I don't think we ever want anybody to ever get injured or miss games. I'm talking about any team, any level, anywhere. But maybe what happened to Xavier Johnson a couple seasons ago with the the law enforcement run-in, last season with the injury, now with these new responsibilities he has, maybe this is setting him up for a special sixth season of college basketball. Well, I I think it has, Matt, because if you look at all the pictures that Indiana posts or Coach Woodson posts or whoever's posting pictures of the team or videos, every single one of those, Xavier Johnson just has the biggest smile on his face. So it's easy to see that he's, he's happy, he feels like he's content with the decision he made, and ready to step up and be that leader that Indiana needs. It feels like he knows he has that responsibility to this team. So, yeah, yeah it's been really nice seeing him. He's Just the smile he's got in every picture has been really nice. Yeah, and we'll get more into this with Alex in the next segment, but a couple other things I wanted to mention as well. Uh, listening to Kellel Ware's interview, obviously his eyes are still on the NBA draft. He seems very hungry mm-hmm. that last year at Oregon, he, I think he recognizes was a disappointment for the big seven-footer. And then also hearing Mackenzie Mbako and Rick Bozich, Alex's father of WDRB, had an outstanding piece on Mbako yesterday with some video and some writing. Uh, he he He's set on playing one season in Indiana, having all sorts of success in Bloomington, and then going pro. And so these guys are dudes, man. These guys look the part. They've got the talent to play the part. They've got their eyes on the prize. They are here to go to the highest level of the game, and en route to doing so, they want to have the most success, not a couple of years from now, but this season. And they, I believe, from yesterday, the confidence they have, and they, they may be very mediocre. They may be eighth place in the Big Ten, as a couple people have predicted. But confidence-wise and what these guys say, they made me more of a believer yesterday just in winning the interview, winning things from the press conference podium. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic to hear. You you want guys that are hungry to get not only to get to the next level but to win in the process. But here's what that does, Matt, is even if this season doesn't go the way that those two guys want it to go in terms of on-court success and getting far in, a, in an NCAA tournament run, you know what it will do? It's going to make guys like um, – 
Malik Renew, Caleb Banks, it's going to make those guys better, having to battle against those big guys every single day throughout the season. So while it may not breed success for those two guys this season, it'll absolutely help Indiana moving forward into the future. Yeah, no question. No question at all. And then one other comment from yesterday before we take a break. Mike Woodson said he wants it, I'm paraphrasing here, but he wants it all now, Justin. His clock is ticking. So two things that tells me that he's – as Rick Bozich wrote, maybe somewhere in the fourth quarter of his coaching career overall. I mean, it probably yeah. started first and second quarters, probably even a great part of the third quarter would have been his NBA time, right? Yeah. But how much longer – I'm very – as a media person, I'm very pleased with Mike Woodson as what he's done sure. on the court, recruiting, how he how he interacts with fans and the media um, – I give him a really good score right now at this point. I think he's set the program up for success in the future. I think if he stays with it, Indiana, and stays healthy, is, is going to reach some new levels. I don't know exactly what those levels will be just yet, but it, it may be excited to hear him say that, that he is going at it. He doesn't want to wait to get involved with the top-level players in the country. He wants them now. He thinks his coaches and his resume deserve that, and they can go and get a seat at the table as he said with these guys. And that, that's that got to be encouraging news to IU fans. But on the flip side, those kind of comments about my clock is ticking, how much longer will he be in Bloomington? I mean, I think he's got some future ahead of him, right? Yeah. But it, oh, does, yeah. it does make you wonder. Yeah, I, I'm not concerned at all about how much longer he coaches. I, I don't think it'll be anything less than five years. I mean, I, I do see Woodson there for a long time. He, he's kind of got a – I feel like he he played under Bob Knight. He's kind of got that Bob Knight attitude, whereas as long as I can do this, I will still continue to do it. But, yeah, the confidence thing is is awesome to hear because when your leader has confidence that we can get it done now, and, and, and it's been evident by the recruits that he's going after. I mean, they're, they're going after all kinds of top guys. But when you have that confidence from the top – that trickles down to everybody. And and when that confidence gets throughout the whole entire team, that's when a team can get scary. Yeah, for sure. All right, Justin Kalen, producer of this show and much more here at the Big X with us in this opening segment. We reminisced about the closing of the Jeffersonville studio, moving over to Louisville very soon. So special for me. And thanks for everybody that's listened from the very beginning of this thing. Justin, did you know this show started off called being with the name Inside Kentucky Anna Sports? I did not know. I did <laughs> it, not know that. And it transitioned very quickly to the Hoosier Report. Was it always the same time frame? Uh, Yes. I think it started off as like a Friday-only show, oh, okay. and then it went to a weekly show very quick, Yeah, and then it went to the Hoosier Report pretty quick after that. See, but, that's been another fun thing for me throughout the years is just seeing all the change in shows. Yeah. Like John Spears has had three different titled shows. Yep. Of course, TJ. TJ Walker is now who's with KRC. Yep. He used to have TJ Walker or Sports Talker with TJ Walker. So, yeah, just seeing all that's been yep. a lot of fun. Yeah, been fun. And I appreciate everybody listening. We're going to continue doing this as long as I can, as long as I'm allowed. I, it's become part of my daily routine. You got it, da- Coach Woodson. Daily, <laughs> daily habit. So, the studio's moving, the show isn't, uh, the station, the signal. 1450 96.1, it's not going anywhere, but I needed to go down memory lane just a little bit. And I probably should say I really enjoyed my time in this studio with Lee Kelly, who it was a unique situation. My teacher at New Albany High School in radio and television, and I sat next to him for so many years doing New Albany games on WNAS. 
And then as he retired and I cranked into this stuff, he came in here every Thursday and uh, did the show with me and helped me with all the crazy extra coverage that we did. So a lot of great memories with him here in this studio. Uh, a lot of funny moments as well. Some of them we probably can't get into. But uh, Butch Coleman, another great friend and a Jeffersonville legend in his own regard for what he has done for Jeff High School and the basketball program there over the years. He sent a text in on the Thornton's text line. He said, WXVW, back in the day when the Jeffersonville sectional started on Tuesday, you couldn't get sectional tickets, so everybody had to gather around the radio and listen to Charlie Jenkins and Ted Throckmorton broadcast the sectional from start to finish. I'm sure Butch is talking about the old uh, sectional before my time that was at Nahan Fieldhouse in downtown in uh, downtown Jeffersonville. And I want to think there were maybe 12 teams. I don't think 16, but 12 teams there. All the little schools that are now consolidated. And uh, hard to believe that you know you couldn't get in and you had to listen on the radio to know what was going on. So lots of great memories, even things way before I was around. Uh, some I probably know about, some I don't. But this has been a special place and a special studio serving Southern Indiana sports. By the way, I still roll up to games, and people look at me like, you're not Charlie Jenkins. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Charlie Jenkins, y'all. Absolutely. None of us will ever be. He nope. is a he was a legend for sure. All right, we'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Alex Bozich of Inside the Hall, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. We'll break down all this Media Day stuff. No more reminiscing, I promise, in the next segment. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Let's win this in for all the small schools who never had a chance to get here. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Let's win for Coach. You got us here. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back on this Thursday edition of the program. Thornton's text line is 502-414-1450, and this segment is brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture, where you can save 25% during their pre-grand opening sale at all three locations. They've got two locations in New Albany and their newest location in Jeffersonville, which I was just at last week. Got some great stuff, so thank you, Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Alex Bozich, inside the hall with us on Thursdays. we got tons of stuff to talk about. Alex, sorry, we are running behind because we've been reminiscing today. It's my last show in studio here in the Jeffersonville Big X legendary building. I think you've been here a time or two. I can't remember for sure, but the station is moving to Louisville, and so we were going through some of the great memories in the first segment today, going back to Charlie Jenkins and Ted Throckmore a little Lee Kelly in there as well. Douglas Scott Wolverton had to go through some of those favorite moments of mine over the years. So I hope you understand. Absolutely, man. I didn't. I had no idea that that was happening, and not that I don't uh, like talking to Justin when he calls me. But to bring up Douglas, man, I miss hearing that voice when he would call me to um, to be on the show uh, every week and. You know, also you bring up Lee Kelly. I do remember, um, I, I think I've been in, in I, I think I came in studio a couple of times and I know at least one time was with Lee and 
um, you know, I, I think I think back to just all the the memories with him and um, everything he taught me, and yeah, it's uh, that's that's, that's going to be a big change for for the station, and I know uh, um, you have a lot of fond memories there too, going into that that, that spot over in Jeff. So uh, totally understand uh, taking the time to reminisce and. Um, yeah, good luck with the move and all that, but yeah. for the station. Absolutely. Thank you, Alex. Alex, you were in Bloomington yesterday, IU Media Day, and, boy, there's a lot to unpack. Uh, we're not going to have near the time that we need to dedicate to that here in this show today, but mention a couple things that stood out to me uh, in the first segment as Justin and I went through some of that. So let me just kind of give you an open-ended question. Give me a key takeaway or two from the day you spent in Bloomington hearing from coaches and players. Yeah, I mean, the more valuable part to me was the being able to do some smaller group talks with the players at the roundtable stuff. I mean, the podium stuff, didn't learn uh, a ton from that. You know, a lot of, you know, talking points and things like that 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 Woodson has. Not to say that he doesn't give good answers, but it wasn't a bunch of new information. You know, the one thing I, I, you know, in a perfect world, we'd have media day, uh, couple weeks after practice started so we could have a better lay of the land of how that's going but that's beside the point um in terms of what i learned from the the round table stuff you know i i think the first thing that stood out i mean that was the first time i'd ever had a chance to talk to mckenzie and baco and um really engaging personality um very thoughtful with his answers and he's not shying away from the fact that he plans to be at IU for one year. Um, and, you know, a lot of guys beat around the bush and like to, you know, you know, we'll see and all that stuff. I and mean, he's, he's embracing the expectation that there's uh, a chance that he could be in the NBA. He said he wants to be in the NBA after this year. So uh, that was a, a, one of my takeaways are things that I found, thing I found interesting. The other guy that, you know, I spent a decent amount of time, we only had an hour. So he kind of, try to make your way around and talk to as many people as you can, get as much video as you can. The one guy I kind of got talking to a little bit longer than I anticipated was Anthony Walker, the transfer from Miami. Um, just to really, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know in terms of what is on-court impact, how many uh, minutes he'll play, but, I mean, this, he, he really knows the game of basketball just from talking to him, listening to him talk. Uh, the things that he's able to point out and able to bring up, you know, when I do end up posting that video on YouTube here in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to kind of spread some of this stuff out. But he, he was just, I think IU fans are going to really take to him because he's, he, he's a, he's a basketball junkie. He, he gets it. He likes uh, talking about the game. Um, one thing that really stood out, um, I think it was Trey Galloway. We were talking to, uh, you know, cause Walker didn't get on campus till later in July, early August. He said he's picked things up so quickly in terms of the system and being a sponge and learning um, what what the system is going to entail. Uh, he's a guy that um, also said that he wants to be, in terms of front court players, the fastest guy up and down the court in the Big Ten uh, in terms of getting from one end to the other. And thinking back on that game last year against Indiana playing against Miami, he, he played and, and made an impact and the biggest takeaway I had from that game was that Indiana needed more guys like Anthony Walker. You know, these athletic 
big, strong guy, and he's a grown he's a grown man. Just you know, seeing him up close, he's he's a he's an impressive dude, and I think he's going to be uh, certainly somebody that uh, is going to surprise. And he he did mention that he's never shot the ball particularly well um, in college from three, and it's something he's trying to work on. But he's more worried, I think, about doing the little things that impact winning. And I you know you you can't have enough guys like that. So. Uh, he uh, he really impressed me. I mean, he he was a, a guy that really wasn't really in my radar going into media day that you know I wanted to spend a lot of time talking to. But just after talking to him for a few minutes, you know, I sat there talked to him for seven or eight minutes, and he was he was really impressive guy. So uh, that that was really you know in terms of you know the guys I talked to, those were really the two that stood out in my eyes. Alex Bozich inside the hall. This segment brought to you by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. You know, the more I hear about this team, more I think through this team, um, there are some things that are very intriguing where it's easy to get caught up in the hype. You know, you've got some NBA potential guys, guys coming in in Baco and where it seems for one year that really have all the reason in the world, uh, millions of dollars to be motivated to do well and help Indiana. You've got a coach that I think Indiana fans – believe in, appreciate what he's been able to get done so far and hope and really expect a lot more. But I could see this thing going two ways. I could see Indiana being a breakout team in the Big Ten, being, I don't want to say at the top of the conference, but maybe surprising people, surprising some, and being in the top group of Big Ten conference teams. And I could also see this team uh, fulfilling some of the predictions that are out there to be really kind of a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team. Right now I'm trending, maybe it's because of excitement about the season and media day yesterday and hearing from some of these guys and how motivated and serious they seem to be. Right now I tend to believe they're going to be a breakout team in the Big Ten Conference. Do you see that scenario in the same way I do? And where do you lean? Are they going to be middle-of-the-pack? Is that where you'd put them if you had to right now? Or do you think this is a team with NBA talent and great coaching and the potential to – Get in that top threshold of the league of league teams. Yeah, um, I actually had to submit my ballot for uh, you know the, the official unofficial Big Ten media poll um, recently that Brendan Quinn and Adam Jardy uh, put together um, each year for the league, and I you know I, I kind of stuck with where I had Indiana in my offseason power rankings because there wasn't really a lot that had changed since I published those. I had them seventh. Um, yeah, I, I don't necessarily think that's, um, a, you know, a bad spot for, for them. I mean, I, I you know, every year there's been, what, seven or eight Big Ten teams making the tournament, so I definitely have them as a team that's going to make the tournament. My questions are, are more um, when you look at just the, the scoring that they lost from last season and how dependent they were on Trace. Uh, I wonder just how easy it's going to be to transition to, I don't want to say a new system, but just it's going to be a different style of play because I think the scoring is going to be more balanced. I think you're going to have trying to have Xavier Johnson trying to figure out how to balance the fact that he's going to have to score more, but he also needs to be one of the the best distributors in the Big Ten. I mean, you know, I think his first season at IU and Big Ten, he was in the top five in the league in assist rate. I think he's got to do that again, but I think he's also going to have to go get a couple more buckets a game because the reality is when you lose a Jalen Hitchfino, a Trace Jackson Davis, Miller Cop, Race Thompson, everybody knows these, these guys are gone. But, um, I, I, you know, I don't 
besides Mbako and Renew, you know, in terms of scoring, I, I don't know who how they're going to make it up. So my questions are more with with that. Um, I, do I think they could outperform seventh? Absolutely. I mean, I could see him being, you know, right there in the mix for a double buy in the Big Ten tournament. But on the flip side of that, I could also see him finishing lower than that because the Big Ten is going to be ultra competitive once again. Um, I, I I really only look at Minnesota this season as a team that I'm, I'm pretty confident is not going to have much of a good season. Penn State is, is one I can kind of go either way on because, you know, they got so many new pieces. It's a new coach, but I think they've got a really good guard and ace ball one who's going to be uh, a problem a lot of nights, and I think they're going to be able to win some home games. Other than that, you know, I look at any team and, and every team in the league, and I think they've got a chance to, to win on any given night. And I think it's going to be super competitive. So outside of Purdue and Michigan State, I think you're going to have that um, middle of the pack that's just beating up on each other. Uh, and it's going to come down to how, how often can you win on the road and uh, how well you can protect your home court. So I, I definitely think there's reasons for optimism, but I also think that when you lose as much production as Indiana did, and you're playing as difficult of a non-conference schedule as they are, uh, it would be foolish to, to think that they're not going to be some bumps in the road early in the season. They're, they're definitely going to take some losses. Uh, they've got a tough start to Big Ten play, playing Maryland at home, who I think is going to be you know a, a top three or four team in the league, and then going to Michigan. It's never an easy place to play. So that, that early schedule um, is going to be very challenging, and I think it's going to be a team that gets better as the season goes along, as they learn to, to play with each other and figure out uh, tendencies. But uh, it, it's, it's definitely um, going to be a much different team from last year. And, you know, I, 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 I guess was a little bit more cautious in projecting because of all those unknown factors. Talking with uh, Alex Bozich inside the hall. He's with us Thursdays on the show. Alex, we could probably have spent the entire hour today going through things from yesterday. And I know that we'll continue to, break stuff down here over the next few days into next week on the show. But thanks, as always, for the chat. And uh, InsideTheHall.com for more on yesterday, stories, even videos of some of the uh, press availabilities. You can catch them at InsideTheHall.com. Alex, thank you. Absolutely. Have a good day, Matt. Alex Bozich, Inside the Hall, presented by Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. You can save 25% during the pre-grand opening sale at Todd Coleman's Classic Furniture. Two locations in New Albany, one in Jeffersonville, and good people. Check them out. We'll head to a commercial break. Steve Kerberg on Trey Singleton of Jeff and a little high school hoops next as we wrap up this Thursday show, my final show in this studio uh, as the studio moves to Louisville. So, uh, of course, we'll continue on uh, tomorrow and next week as normal. You won't notice any differences as the listener, but... Just a good day, a special day here uh, to reminisce on some of the great times here on the legendary WXVW. Stay with us. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison.
And we're back on this Thursday program running behind today. So a quick segment as well with Steve Kerberg, former high school basketball coach in the area and great friend of this program. He's going to join us Thursdays to talk prep hoops here in Southern Indiana. And he's a great, great addition to our program. Coach Kerberg, we were reminiscing about some of the great times here at the Big X Studios, which are moving to Louisville. So this building will be no more very soon. And uh, I know you've been here a number of times. In fact, I've referenced your name earlier on that crazy time when COVID was setting in. The text message I got from you that it's off, it's canceled, the regional is not going to happen. So just kind of reminiscing a little bit, Coach, to just on here on the program today. Well, it's a, it's a good thing to reminisce about because the show, uh, your show has been a great part of sports in Southern Indiana and giving a voice to Hoosier uh, sports in Southern Indiana where we hear a lot about Kentucky and Louisville, which is understandable, but it's nice to have a show about, about um, Indiana sports around here. But just the, the station as a whole has a lot of great shows um, and it's been a big part of the community. Yeah, definitely. It's uh, an honor to be involved here, uh, especially given the legacy of this thing, that's for sure. Coach, uh, we don't have a ton of time today, but we're kind of slowly walking up to the high school basketball season, which is still a little bit of ways. You've helped us kind of go through the coach's perspective, some changes here in the off season. We've talked a little bit about some of the teams and the players and uh, a lot about these fall practices that are fairly new still. You can do two days a week for two hours and really get in there and start to get a jump on things coming out of the summer now that school is back in and the season is going to be here before you know it. But one player I did want to bring up today is Trey Singleton of Jeffersonville. Uh, Trey's just going to be a junior. He's had so many years of experience, it seems. Now i got a lot of freshman run and great sophomore starting opportunity for the Red Devils. He's starting to get some scholarship offers. Yesterday, he added an offer from Miami of Ohio. I know that not long ago, he was on the campus of Valparaiso. And Jeff has been a popular destination here the last week or two of during some of these fall workouts and practices for Division One college coaches to stop by because Trey's probably at the top of the list, but they got a number of guys that have aspirations to play the game at some level uh, beyond their high school careers. I'm curious your thoughts on Trey Singleton. He seems to be progressing. He seems to get better and maybe bigger, longer, taller each time I've seen him. What, what's his ceiling? Where could he maybe play? What level of college basketball when it's all said and done? Well, that's a great, great question. Um, I didn't coach last year, so I got to watch a lot of basketball games, and it was, I was fortunate enough to get to watch the Red Devils and that sophomore group that started last year. Um, I felt like watching Trey, and again, I, I'm not an expert by any means, but just watching from a distance, I felt like that he it started to click more and more and more and more, and he started to realize through through the season, like, hey, hey, I can dominate this game, or I can score in this way. And I mean, he can shoot the basketball. He can score inside. Actually, at all three levels, he's got a really nice shot. Um, and I agree with what you said earlier. Every time I see him, I feel like he's 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 gotten taller. But the cool thing about college recruiting, I was privileged enough to coach between 30 and 40 college basketball players. And um, the, the neat thing is once that first offer comes in, it's almost like colleges are scared to commit at first. They don't want to be the first one. And once that first college commits, then it's almost like a snowball effect, I feel like. And 
other schools are like, yeah, we need to get, get involved in this also. And then you start to see other colleges commit. But the other cool thing about it is, like you said, the, the players on his team are getting an, op- an opportunity because of these open gyms to play in front of college coaches. And that's a, that's a really cool, cool uh, honor. I mean, if you think about AAU, for example, there's many times you'll go to a tournament and have fairly high-level players and, and watch them play, and you won't see a lot of college coaches on the courts watching. And um, to get the opportunity for these, I've seen it happen many times where um, a college coach comes in and starts asking about another player, maybe not even to play in their program, but all these college coaches are, are super connected, and, and they know what their friends are looking for as far as position players. They know they know uh, they they know what a good player looks like, and, and uh, like I said, they're all connected and they all chat on a regular basis. Absolutely, Steve Kerberg with me here on this Thursday edition of the program. All right, this is probably the toughest question I've asked you so far, Coach, in your two or three week debut with us on the show as a as a guest uh, and not a coach. Uh, Jeff and Providence, that's the low hanging fruit this season and. High school boys basketball, we know they're both going to be good and have a chance to do some good stuff. Who's a sleeper team in your estimation this year? Well, I think we talked about Scottsburg. They're definitely not a sleeper team. I know they're not technically, you know, uh, well, I guess they are local for us, but um, they're, they're going to make a run, I think, again this year, or at least have an opportunity. But I'd keep an eye on Silver Creek, man. They, uh, they have so much young talent in their freshman and sophomore classes. Um, at least the next couple of years, they're gonna they're gonna be a solid team. One A, I would always keep an eye on uh, Borden. Um, Coach Nash's son is a senior this year. They're gonna be solid again. Christian Academy has most of their team back this year. And I'll give you a sleeper team, uh, South Central. I think they have two really good players, especially for the one A level. And I think they would be be considered a sleeper team this year. And um, and I could talk about that all day. Yeah, well, the good thing is we got lots of time between now and the start of the season to break all of it down, and you'll be a huge part of that, uh, what we do here on the show. Steve, Coach, always great to catch up. We'll talk again next Thursday. Hey, man, I am a little disappointed that my time was short because you said that this was the most listened-to segment last week. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, Have you're, a great you're, week, you're reminding me of Chad Gilbert now, Coach Kerberg. <laughs> Have a good week. All right, Coach Kerberg with us here on this Thursday show. Have a great Thursday. Back with you Friday. I love the Big X in this legendary studio that will soon be no more. Thanks for letting me reminisce about it today. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.